Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play at Walt Disney World Resort. Don't just ride the index. Seek to outperform it with Fidelity Active ETFs. Learn more at fidelity.com slash active ETFs. Before investing in any exchange-traded fund, you should consider its investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Contact Fidelity for a prospectus, an offering circular, or if available, a summary prospectus containing this information. Read it carefully. While active ETFs offer the potential to outperform an index, these products may more significantly trail an index as compared with passive ETFs. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSE, SIPC. Hey there, you're listening to the Lazy Genius Podcast. I'm Kendra Adachi, and I'm here to help you be a genius about the things that matter and lazy about the things that don't. Today is episode 213, Create a Summer Reading Club. Obviously, summer reading is a big thing for a lot of people. And if you're new around here, reading is one of my favorite things on the planet. I love reading. I love books. I have always loved reading in books. Except for uh, those few years after college when I had to kind of detox for my English degree and I pivoted from reading to television. Coincidentally, that was right around the time that Lost premiered. Those were like, those were good days. Around then is when I got into um, 24 as well. I watched every single season on DVD. This is not important, but I sometimes I watch the seasons more than once. Like I, I used to be able to do a really good Jack Bauer impression. Anyway, the point is, other than that stretch after college, I've always been a big reader. Um, it took me a few years after my book break to get some real momentum going. And I just wanted to tell you before we get into the summer reading club, that changed when I started listening to Ann Bogle's podcast, What Should I Read Next, which I love so much. I was actually a guest on Ann's show in the early days of her show. And then more recently, last year, I guess, um, we'll put links to both episodes that I was on her show in the show notes. Um, but in that first episode that I was in with her and then listening to all the other episodes of her show, Anne has helped me learn what I like about reading and what I'm looking for in a book. And uh, it's not just about like books and plot either. It's about the reading experience. If I need more momentum or not, um, when I need to have like a decide once principle in places in my reading where I need to like quit, you know, like this is when you quit a book. Um, over the years, I've just really lazy genius my reading and it's made my life so much better. So if you are into that, we'll put some links to other kind of reading related episodes and stuff that I've done in the show notes. And I also talk about reading like a ton in the newsletter, latest lazy letter, which goes out once a month. So you can join that as well. That's where I do a lot of book talk. Last month, I talked about like the ways that I get out of a, uh, a reading rut, lots of stuff. Again, Kendra loves books. But today, though, I want to talk about something more specific. I want us to create a summer reading club. You guys, we should all start a summer reading club. Okay, so here's the thing about summer reading. It is so fun, right? And it's, uh, it's less solitary and feel than, say, fall or winter reading. I think winter reading, it has big time cozy fireplace vibes, where you just like read in your own cocoon and you don't talk to anybody about it. Generally speaking, obviously everyone has different reading tendencies and preferences. But summer reading, to me, it just feels more like a party. It's something you it's something you do out in the open at the pool or the park or on the beach. And summer reading online is way more chatty than other seasons, at least in my experience. Everybody likes to talk about their summer reading. So here's what I would love to offer up as an idea to you. 
create a summer reading club. It is not a book club because a book club generally has one group reading the same book. A reading club is a group of readers And listen, if you read the book, you are a reader, my friend, okay? Um, It is a group of readers talking about what they individually have been reading. It's the kind of conversation where you like definitely want to have a notebook or your phone open or whatever so you can add all the new titles to your, your Goodreads list or your Trello board or your bullet journal or whatever. There's like a lot of book energy. I love good book energy. Um... I love talking with people who are excited about books and reading on purpose, but book clubs aren't for everyone in the sense that you like different books, you like different things, right? Or maybe you're on a budget and you can't afford to buy the new release when it comes up in book club and the library hold list is like a mile long. A reading club lets you read whatever you want, but still have a format in which to talk about it, even if no one else has read the book. So how might that work? Let's let's map out your summer reading club, okay? First, you need people, right? Now you have a couple of ways to go about this. And I would start with the priority of in-person versus virtual. What matters most there? We, we've obviously lived a lot of virtual life this past year. So you might actually be super comfortable continuing some virtual things because you're like, all right, we're good at this. It's it's okay because my reading friends are actually spread across the country or whatever. Or you might be like, get me off this computer. So name that first. What matters about the format, right? That will obviously impact the people involved if it's in person. Because if it's in person, it needs to be people who can, you know, gather in the same place. Then once you know that, just invite some people to join you. Now, since it's a summer reading club, here's what I love. You could just get together like two or three times during the summer and that's it. It's so low commitment, right? This is not a forever thing, but it could be a really fun way to connect with people on purpose, especially as we're coming out of the pandemic more and more, at least in the in the US. So decide in person or virtual, invite a few people to join. And in terms of numbers, I would say it'd be nice to have like at least four people as a low cap. High cap, um, I heard about a a reading society that sometimes has like 30 people attend, which is a lot of people. It's so cool, but it's also a lot of people to share about the books they're reading. And um, they also have the expectation that that gathering, it's like, it's going to be a long night, right? But I think the average sweet spot of groups is somewhere between four and 10, maybe 12. Much bigger and you start to kind of lose the personal connection just a bit, which might be okay if the only point is just connecting over books and getting titles. You know, you do what matters to you. Okay, now, because it is summer, and there are a lot of moving parts to people being out of town, or out of routine, maybe you could even go ahead when you invite people, share the two or three summer reading club dates that you already decided, tell the people as you invite them. So they're already on the calendar for everyone. It's um, it's kind of like the lazy genius principle schedule rest. You know, if you don't schedule rest, you likely will not do it, right? The same is sometimes true of fun things. If you don't schedule it and just hope it happens, it actually might not. So go ahead and pick two or three dates between now and the end of August or whatever, and give those dates to your people to plan around and also like look forward to. It's so fun. Okay, now how does a meeting work? That is up to you. But here are some things to consider. Probably the most daunting part of a summer reading club 
especially if it's larger in size, is how do you keep the conversation on track, right? How do you keep it fun, but fair, where one person doesn't talk the whole time, or you run out of time before everyone is done? Those are the kinds of concerns that keep us from doing fun things like this, right? There are always what ifs. There are always what ifs. What's great about being the creator and leader of something like this is that you can eliminate those what ifs with house rules. Set house rules is a lazy genius principle from my book, The Lazy Genius Way, and it can totally be applied to a summer reading club. Just have clear expectations, right? It doesn't mean you're being mean or demanding. It's actually really kind. It, it means you're giving people a clear path of how this is going to work so they're not wondering. People love knowing what is expected of them. It is such a kindness you're giving to people in doing that. So the things, the things that you're worried about are likely in your own head right? In terms of like these rules. This is worth trying out, I think, despite despite your nervousness around those rules. This is worth trying out. And again, it's only for summer reading. You don't have to keep going after the summer's over unless you really want to. So it's like, okay, let's set some parameters for these couple of times we're together. What a great starting point for for connection. Again, especially after like such a dormant season of, you know, being desperately alone. All right. So Here are some house rules. These are just some ideas that you could apply to your summer reading club. You could have one about the length of time someone shares, right? You know, like, okay, everybody gets 15 minutes or whatever it is. Maybe you have a timer involved um, and the, I don't know, the captain of the reading club meeting sets the timer when it's the next person's turn. You could even be, I don't know, you could even be like bookish and clever about the sound of the alarm you set. I don't know. Also, this is one thing that I have found really helpful with alarms um, when you set limits for people talking, okay? And that is to have a wrap-up alarm and then a final alarm. If the alarm goes off, if you're like, okay, you get 15 minutes, you set it for 15 minutes, and then that alarm goes off and someone is in the middle of a sentence, it sort of feels like trying to awkwardly wrap up an Oscar speech after the music starts playing. It's like you're being played off the stage. It can just be really awkward, especially if maybe you or someone else in the group is like a little bit more introverted and, you know, like don't really love talking out loud anyway. And so it just kind of shuts you down. So what really helps is to set an initial timer for the reader. But once that timer goes off, they still get an additional two minutes. So it's more gradual, right? It's a really simple thing but it is very, it's like way less anxiety producing for someone who might be a little bit uncomfortable around uh, timers. Another house rule could be about the number of books a person shares about. Um, You know, maybe, maybe the timer will do the trick, but like if you, if you want to talk about six books within your time, go for it. But it could be that, you know, setting a limit for the for the number of books could help. So you could have a house rule of like, okay, one fiction and one nonfiction or something like that. Again, these are just arbitrary. These are just like things to get you thinking. Um, You can think about deciding now if you are great with people inviting friends to come, right? Or if it's just going to be like, this is the group and it's set for these couple of times, or if you want it to be kind of an open invitation. Um, You can decide now if you want to have food as part of it. I always love having food as part of things. Um, Or doing like a group cheers over Zoom, you know, with whatever beverage everyone has. Like there are lots of fun details that you can ignore or you can pursue intentionally, right? 
don't be a genius about all of this. Like you can be lazy about some of these things if they don't matter as much, but just there are lots of things that you could think about it that could make it super fun. The other piece is the actual structure of the reading conversation, okay? So you could do a check-in on maybe a general topic around reading, like momentum or reading strategies or managing like all the library holds that come in at once, or even just a quick quick check of like, how's everyone feeling about their reading right now? Or what has been the most fun thing about your summer reading so far? Anything, just to kind of get the conversation started. This episode is sponsored by Squarespace. I don't know if you've checked out my website lately, but she just got an upgrade and we did it with Squarespace. With Squarespace, it is so easy to create a beautiful website all on your own terms. My team recently updated our Squarespace site to use Fluid Engine, a next generation website design system from Squarespace with reimagined drag and drop technology for desktop or mobile. It's seriously so cool. It's mobile layout display. It lets us see what people see on their own mobile devices as we make edits and updates. And 78% of you visit the site on your mobile device. So making sure what you see looks and performs the way it's meant to matters to me. If you want to build a new website, try out Squarespace. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash lazy genius to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. This episode is brought to you by Rosetta Stone. Last year, Kaz and I went to Italy and holy moly, what a trip. The museums, the food, the culture. At least once a week, I still think about the gelato. One thing that would have been nice, though, is to know actual Italian. We used translation apps and we made it work, but I love that I can start learning new languages for future trips now with Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program with 25 languages to choose from. I can learn on the go with downloadable offline lessons in the app or at my desktop. My favorite feature, though, is true accent, which gives me feedback on how well I'm pronouncing words as I'm learning them. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, the Lazy Genius podcast listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com genius. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com genius today. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. I've been lazy geniusing things for a lot of years now, but one thing that's at the root of almost every challenge we solve is a desire for more time. We want to get out the door in the morning, get dinner on the table, get all of our tasks done quickly so we have more time. The question is, time for what? The best way to add more time into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. For me, therapy helped me uncover what matters to me, the things I want to spend my time on so I can feel like myself more often. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash TheLazyGenius today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash TheLazyGenius. This episode is sponsored by Pros. 
I started using Pros because of a podcast ad over three years ago, and my hair has never been happier. Your hair and skin can sway your mood, it can impact your days in ways that you cannot underestimate. That's why Pros is made for people, not hair and skin types. Personalization is rooted in everything they do, from their in-depth consultation to their made-to-order model. From millions of possible formulas, only one is uniquely yours or mine. I love my Made for Kendra shampoo and conditioner formulas more than any other products I've ever tried on my hair. With Pros, it's easier to care for my hair and feel confident in how it looks daily. Pros is so confident that you'll bring out your best hair and skin that they're offering an exclusive trial offer of 50% off your first subscription order at pros.com slash lazy genius. So you get your free consultation, then 50% off at pros.com slash lazy genius. That's P-R-O-S-E dot com slash lazy genius. I don't remember where I heard this, but I remember in some sort of group context, the group leader said that like research shows that it's really important for everyone in a group to hear their voice, like in a small group conversation, to hear their voice within the first couple of minutes or something like that in the group. And so doing something that's, you know, just sort of like a quick check-in where everyone speaks um, seems like a, a really lovely idea. Okay. And then, um, but then obviously, it, this would not be a summer reading club if uh, people did not share about their summer reading. So here are a few questions that you could use to give people some structure when they share, if you want that structure when people share. So maybe everyone answers like one question, like one Uh, the same question, right? When they talk about their books to have sort of a common through line with everyone, but then, you know, within the rest of their time or however you organize it, each person just says what they want to about the book. But these are some questions that you could, you could borrow to kind of structure your own summer reading club. Um, What does this book remind you of, right? Either another book, a place, a movie, a feeling, whatever. What does this book remind you of? Did you cast an actor in your mind as one of the characters? Y'all know I love that one. I cast everything. It was so fun. What's a favorite quote? What's a favorite thing about reading that book? Maybe a moment in the book, a character, a feeling you had when you read it. What's a favorite thing about the book? What did you, um, not what, why did you choose it? Why did you choose it in the first place? Was it the cover? Was it a recommendation? Was it about the feeling Why did you choose it in the first place? How important was the cover, right? You could even give like cover grades to the books that everyone is reading because we all just really love book covers. Like, I don't know, book covers are so fun. Um, What did it make you want to read next? Like when you finished reading it, what were you like? Oh, do you want to read that author's backlist? Did it remind you of a classic that's sort of connected? Was it a thriller and you're like, I need a fluffy beach read now. Like what did it make you want to read next? Now again, these are all just ideas, right? The gist here is get together with people and talk about what you're reading. This is so low stakes. This is for a limited amount of time, right? It does not have to be complicated or fancy. In fact, it's probably better for it not to be unless you are just like in in good command of gathering and then it can be complicated and fancy because everyone else doesn't feel the complication. You've already worked out the complication yourself. Don't take all these ideas and put them on one reading club, right? We don't need to do that. Just notice what gets you excited and then go with that. Speaking of excited, are you as excited about this as I am? Like I'm very excited about this. I've already been thinking about like, 
who do I want to have in my summer reading club? Like, how do I, do I want it to be like friends, like a reconnection thing? Is it people that like I uh, have connected with on the internet? They're local and, you know, getting together people that I don't really know very well as a reason to meet new people. Like, it's so fun to think about this kind of thing. Now, um, this next thing that I'm going to share with you will not be the, an exact replica of an in-person or even virtual summer reading club in the way that we just talked about it. But I also wanted to invite you to do sort of a mini version of this with me. So I don't know if you know this, but there is a Lazy Genius Facebook group. I know, I know, Facebook can be not a very fun place to be, but this group is a fun place to be. It's actually a private group. um, So you have to answer a question or two to get in, um, just to keep out the randos. And y'all, there are over 11,000 people in there. I I didn't even know that. Like they basically run this community beautifully by themselves and have organically since the group started. Um, it's really fantastic. People ask in the, you know, they make posts about like, how do you lazy genius certain things? They share resources. It's just, it's really kind of magical. And truthfully, I mean, seriously, I didn't even, I didn't even know. Like I know I had a Facebook group because I made it, but I don't really go in there. Um, it just wasn't a priority and Facebook makes me sad. But then I looked at it for real and I saw the way that these people, like you people, are helping each other and being a real life community to one another. It's just bonkers. It's so beautiful. So there's a Lazy Genius Facebook group, you guys, that you would probably really enjoy. Now that said, we're going to do a little mini summer reading club in there. I'm going to pop in probably every Friday and post what I read that week. Then anyone else can leave a comment on that post of what they've read that week. You know, so it's it's kind of like the idea of sharing what you're reading just in Facebook post form. We might have, I'm still trying to decide, like we might have like a guiding question or two to keep things a little bit more succinct and knowing whether a book is right for you or not, like when you share what you've read or when you're reading what other people share. But it will be a consistent resource of recommendations for summer reading. And I'm really, really excited about it. So that's in the Lazy Genius Facebook group. And we'll put a link to that in the show notes. The other thing I want to offer is that um, if you want to do an actual book club this summer with people where you read the same thing and you want to read the Lazy Genius way, we have a book club guide on the website. It's totally free, super simple, but it's a great resource if you want some guidance on how to read through and talk through the 13 Lazy Genius Principles on purpose with a group of friends or strangers that would become friends um, when you do a book club this summer. So the link for that will also be in the show notes, or you can go to thelazygeniuscollective.com slash LG book club. Okay, lots of book things, right? Before we go, let's celebrate our lazy genius of the week. It is Rachel Badorf. I think I'm saying that right, Rachel. I'm so sorry. Rachel is also an honorary lazy sister and Patreon supporter. Um, She heard my sister Hannah and I talking on our show, The Lazy Sisters Podcast, about our favorite summer things. I mentioned in that episode that my favorite summer drink is a nor'easter, which is like the storm, but also as a drink. It's bourbon, lime, maple syrup situation that is served cold and then topped with ginger beer. (laughs) So good. It's so good. It's also a really great make-ahead cocktail, like for a group, because that bourbon mixture with the bourbon, maple, and lime, it needs to be like heavily chilled and can just be mixed ahead of time. And then you just top it off with ginger beer when it's time to serve. Anyway, Rachel did not even wait a day 
from when that episode came out before sharing her nor'easter on Instagram, complete with the thought of riffing from the maple syrup uh, to a rosemary honey syrup, which is such a fun idea. I also wonder what would happen if you did that, if you used lemon juice instead of lime, because obviously lemon and ginger are beautiful together. Anyway, it doesn't matter. It's also fun. But the the real lazy genius of Rachel's post was that her husband makes himself and her cocktails regularly and has even decided once, which I love, lazy genius principle number one, to have a cocktail of the month. Stuff like that, y'all, is what we remember as the years go on. We remember those simple, regular things of having a cocktail of the month. Like, It just made me really happy to see the simplicity of that. And I just wanted to share it and celebrate Rachel. So thank you, Rachel, for being the lazy genius of the week. All right, you guys, thank you so much for listening to this episode. We will have so many links to all the things in the show notes. And wildly, if this is not enough book talk for you, like in the Facebook group or in your own Lazy Genius Way book club or creating your own summer reading club, be sure to follow me on Instagram at the lazy genius, where I'll talk a lot about my personal summer reading this week on my feed, like what I'm actually going to read. And remember too, that I mentioned this at the beginning that I review all the books that I read in my monthly latest lazy letter. I just, I love, I love books so much. So links for all of these things will be in the show notes. Pick the one that feels the most exciting to you right now. I'm not trying to overwhelm you. So choose according to what matters most to you right now. You don't need to do all the things. Just pick the one that gets you the most excited. Okay, that's it for today. Thank you so much for listening. And until next time, be a genius about the things that matter and lazy about the things that don't. I'm Kendra and I'll see you next week.